One rainy Friday afternoon, I was finding it impossible to settle to anything. In what must have been the greatest feat of procrastination ever, I find myself looking through the email addresses of over 3,000 Boag World subscribers. I've been running the mailing list for a while, but it wasn't something I paid a huge amount of attention to. Within a few minutes of looking, I started to get progressively more excited. There were some really good prospects in this list, people that I would chew my right arm off to work with. I suddenly realised just how valuable my mailing list was and committed to making it the best newsletter it could possibly be. The first step was to get the content right. For the longest time, my mailing list had felt like just another thing I had to do. Because I could see little value in it, it was always at the bottom of my task list. In the end, I just set up um, emails to be automatically sent out when a new post was published to Boag World. When I realised just how valuable the list was, I decided that an automated email was just not going to cut it. It was too impersonal and gave the impression I didn't care about the people who were subscribed. That said, they obviously saw some value in it, otherwise they wouldn't have subscribed and would have unsubscribed when they found out it was rubbish. Anyway, I decided to keep the core idea that the newsletter would summarise what I'd been writing about on the blog and link to relevant articles. After all, that's what people had signed up to. However, instead of the email being automatically generated, I wanted to write something personal each week. The personal element was key for me. I wanted the reader to feel like I was writing just for them. I wanted them to feel valued and that we were getting to know each other in some kind of way. After all, I knew that most people hire based on a personal relationship. Each week, as I wrote the newsletter, I would picture one of my clients and write as if I was writing just for them. I would write about how my week had gone, ask them to share details about their lives and what they'd been doing, and generally keep it as informal as possible. Before long, people were replying, and I always made a point of writing back to them, even if it appeared like they weren't an immediate prospect. I long ago learned that you should never dismiss somebody who doesn't look like they're a valuable lead. You never know where they'll end up and dismissing people just looks rude. Anyway, with a more friendly, tailored and engaging newsletter up and running, it was time to find some more subscribers. The call to action on the Boag World website for the newsletter represented in many ways my lack of commitment to it. It consisted of an item in the main navigation bar and a button at the foot of the page. Yes, I'd made these options stand out, but neither presented a compelling reason to subscribe. My first step was to ensure that the subscription box was visible at all time at the bottom of each post. After much debate, I decided to place it directly below the post and above comments. I had some concerns that this would reduce the amount of commenting, but it eventually decided that it was a price I was willing to pay. With that obvious change done, I started experimenting with some split testing. For this, I used a tool called Optimizely, which makes multivariant testing a breeze. I began by testing various headlines. Some of the headlines were focused on what you got from the newsletter, while others were focused on how the newsletter would benefit you. In the end, the hands-down winner was Become a web expert with our weekly newsletter. People responded to the idea that my newsletter might make them in some way a better person, a web expert. This is a well-known marketing technique. Place the emphasis on how your product or service enhances the person. 
It obviously works because the text was twice as effective as its closest rival. As well as testing the copy, I did some multivariant testing on the design too. In the end, the best performing design enhancement was the simplest. I simply switched the background colour from an off-white to a dark grey. This made the box stand out on the page and so drew the user's attention. Altogether, through this program of multivariant testing, I was able to increase conversion by 100%. My mailing list was now growing twice as fast as it had done before the change. With my numbers of subscribers growing at a healthy rate, the next objective was to increase the number of people responding to the emails I've received. Having a big mailing list uh, with high profile recipients is of little use if they're not actively engaged. Getting them to engage involves two steps, getting them to open their email and then getting them to click on the links that it contains. The place to start was obviously getting them to actually read the emails I sent. According to MailChimp, the open rate for newsletters like mine was only 17.2%, which struck me as pitifully low, and I was sure I could do better than that. After experimenting with a lot of different approaches, I discovered two that seemed to work well for me. First was mentioning the recipient's name in the subject line. This caused a significant spike in the number of people opening the email. The second was including some sense of urgency in the subject line. This didn't have a significant impact, but was enough to be worthwhile. Using these two approaches and others, I was able to increase my open rate by 9.3% to an impressive 37.7%. I'm still keen to see this number increase, but it's a lot better than the industry average of 17.2%. With an average open rate of 172 it's hardly surprising that the click-through rate in my sector is only 3.8%. At that kind of rate, it's hardly worth the effort of writing a newsletter. I needed better than that. Turns out some simple design changes did the trick when combined with some engaging headlines. Each news story mentioned in my email was associated with an image to grab users' attention. Overlaid on the image was the headline that I hoped would cause them to click the image. Unfortunately, this didn't perform as well as I'd hoped. Eventually, it struck me that perhaps users didn't realize they could click on the image. I simply added a small arrow that shows the image, uh, shows the user that the image is clickable. And at once, this caused a click rate to jump from 3.4% to a healthy 8.9. So why am I sharing my experiences of proving my newsletter? It's to demonstrate that attention to detail and testing is everything. We so often play lip service to things like multivariate testing and monitoring, but it's crucial to, if you want to increase your conversion rate, whether on your website or within an email mailing list. So if your mailing list is failing to meet your expectations, don't give up on it. Instead, instigate a systematic program of testing and experimentation. Or if all else fails, give me a call.